Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You know, we weren't planning to make the most of the show talking about housing, but it is the issue of the moment we had Andrew Weaver on. And we were talking a little bit about climate change for our series, The Next Million, and how we can make the uh, region climate resilient. But part of that, a lot of that has to do with housing. And of course, we had Dylan Kruger on talking about Bill 44 and the fact that he is supportive of it. But there are many communities that have expressed skepticism and concern in regards to the impact it'll have on their community, simply because, well, these communities feel they are building that missing middle, that greater density, whether it's rural homes, whether it's two and three bedroom townhomes and and um, and condos. Surrey is one of them. Langley Township uh, uh, is another one. And with this um, uh, bill passing, Bill 44 passing, uh, developers will be able to start building a minimum of three and up to six units if it's near transit on lots currently zoned for single family homes. Um, some of our Look, this is Bigfoot's um, municipal councils who are closest to the voters, closest to local people. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about this issue uh, is Eric Woodward, uh, mayor uh, of the township of Langley. Eric, thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I almost think you should have a co-hosting uh, title pretty soon. Uh, we've had you on quite a bit, but I, I think yeah. you raised some uh, important issues. Now, we had you on the show on Monday, uh, and I had a response from Tom Davidoff, uh, who is a professor at the UBC yeah. School, Souter School uh, of Business, and uh, he looked at some of your Facebook posts, and you expressed some of the concerns and the impact, direct impact it's going to have on certain neighborhoods uh, in your community. Uh, we have a, a clip here from Tom Davidoff. Uh, commenting uh, on what you had posted on Facebook. He also, I, I believe, listened to your interview here on CKNW. Take a listen to his comments. They may have spent a lot of time coming up with the plan, and it may have been a plan that worked for local voters, but it is not in the provincial interest. I don't think anybody uh, could possibly convince me that large lot single-family zoning that's unaffordable to 90% of the population and induces suburban sprawl by gobbling up land for small numbers of homes, nobody can argue that that's in the provincial interest. It may be in the local interest, and that's exactly why the province has to intervene. Delegating land use decisions to municipalities invites high amenity, high sprawl, high cost development that uh, is not sustainable and is not good for the overwhelming majority of the population. So having the province step in and force municipalities uh, to adopt zoning that's closer uh, to what's best for the community as a whole is just absolutely sound politics. That's Tom Davidoff in the Souter School uh, of Business. Now, I do want to say, if you want to listen to the full interview, you can go to uh, Jazz Joe Hall's show podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to my Twitter feed at Jazz Joe Hall BC. Uh, I have a link there uh, as well to the interview. Now, uh, Eric, your broad thoughts, first of all, on his comments in regards to what you're doing out there in Langley. Well, I thought it was, as you know, pretty inaccurate and uh, completely uninformed, unfortunately, on what's going on here in the township of Langley. I clearly didn't read the plan. So uh, the, the plan he was referring to actually allows for uh, quads and duplexes on larger single-family lots. So he was referring to uh, lots of homes for a few number of people. Actually, just isn't the plan. So uh, he obviously didn't read it. 
Now, uh, one of the things I think you have mentioned to me in the past, now, uh, are you being told not to increase density out there? Because you're absorbing a good chunk of the population, a good chunk of the growth, along with communities like Surrey, well, south of Fraser. Exactly, yeah. So and who's that's telling a, that's you this? Well, he's a, a key component that's missing is that somehow we're pandering to the 1%. In the township of Langley, we're actually not doing that. Uh, we're looking at it from all the way from the freeway to Zero Avenue, and we're building a wide range of different housing types. And, uh, you know, there was... Interesting for, you know, recently we would have been asked by TransLink, in fact, to not be building higher density farms further away from transit because they won't be providing transit to those areas. And then your expert comes on and says, we're doing, you know, we should be building more density. We should be talking to TransLink as well. So we're told by Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure to build less housing because it puts more pressure on their infrastructure on Highway 1. And then we have the housing minister telling us that we're not building enough housing. So, I mean, it's quite comical but clearly your guest uh, doesn't know much about running cities. So just for, I want to clarify this. So transit is yeah. telling you don't build density because we're not going to be able to get bus service out to you anytime yeah. soon. The highway folks That's are true. saying don't build more density because we can't widen this highway fast enough. Yeah, because it puts pressure on interchanges and they have to upgrade interchanges and they don't want to do that. So we've been getting mixed messages from the province uh, for quite a few years here in Langley and making changes as a result. And so, you know, we had a very good balanced plan in the Brookswood Fernridge area that a lot of people uh, didn't like, but we bought into, we built some consensus. The other thing that was missed in that conversation is when the population is arbitrarily doubled uh, by fiat from Victoria, uh, we actually then have to have twice the number of schools and that wasn't planned for. We didn't plan for double of the density requiring double of the school sites. And for every school site, the Township of Langley has a 30 to $35 million uh, bill to pay because we helped the province build schools. And so it wasn't financially sustainable in some of these areas that are outliers where we're focusing on significant growth in the Willoughby area. So to look at one plan and call it a bad plan, I think, was, uh, was rather unfortunate. And, you know, if we have the province uh, listening to a small number of people that think that and don't understand all of the different ways that cities build housing. And no wonder uh, we have Bill 44 the way it is. Um, how, sh- how many schools short is your community right now in your mind? I would say at least six to seven, or at least six to, at least three to, two to three elementary, maybe four, one middle school, and at least one high school. And the situation is very desperate. We have the highest number of portables per student per capita in the province, uh, right behind Surrey. And the province hasn't built a school in three to four years while we've seen 3,000 new students show up to the school district, while the housing minister is telling us we're not building enough housing. Uh, You mentioned uh, something about um, uh, paying for schools, or at least the the dollars coming in from, and that you would set aside. Um, What does this bill do, or this law do, in regards to your financing, development cost charges, and just the way you handle all the development, all the consultation, but there are dollars coming in as well. What does this do to the overall sort of city hall business plan? Yeah, well, that's Bill 46 that is reforming and uh, community amenity contributions and, and transitioning those to an option of called amenity cost charges. So Bill 44, which has been missed a lot, is also requiring municipalities to pre-zone land for a 20-year housing supply which we have been outlining to the minister we can't do in developing areas. We need the, we need the rezoning process for uh, greenways, road dedication, sidewalks, school sites, parkland. And uh, we're now required to look at how we're going to pre-zone these areas 
the ACC system, the amenity cost charge system, is actually going to create a lot of delays. And this is why you're seeing some municipalities now talking about having to delay community projects because there's going to be a multi-year lag as we switch to that system. And we're in that boat. We're going to have to delay community projects now. And uh, there was no concern about that. What happens now? Well, the bills are, I think, passed or on the verge of passed. I think all three are on the verge of being done. And we'll have to wait for the regulations. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not under any illusions that this is going to cause a lot of problems, but we're also going to comply with the law. So if this is what the province is going to do, then we'll comply with it. And we'll make adjustments in our development plans accordingly. And we'll, we'll update plans and we'll change them based upon uh, the dictation from Victoria um, you know, because that's what that's what we're here to do. We're here to find solutions and make the best of it that we can. Will this, in your mind, build lead to more housing being built in your community? And B, uh, will it reduce the cost of housing, as the minister has said, based on their modeling? I think in some areas of the township, it will. You know, we'll build the same housing we we're going to build anyway. Um, and under Bill Forty Four. We may see some some real challenges financially in some of our established neighborhoods where we don't need to be going back to right now to add quads or sixplexes in single-family neighborhoods to deliver that middle. You know, Jazz, you and I have had many interviews about that. But in some of these other areas where, you know, we were, you know, TransLink tells us not to build housing and the minister is telling us to build housing, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to look at some options on how we're going to do that. And I think it will delay a uh, significant quantity of housing that would have otherwise been built, especially in South Langley. Hmm. Um, do you see, I, I, don't, I don't want to use the word revolt, I think that's a bit too strong, but do you see other communities joining uh, you in expressing their frustrations collectively? I know Surrey, I think the Brenda Locke was in Victoria this week, expressing similar concerns that you've raised uh, as well. Do you see other communities speaking up? They do. So we have uh, Richmond has sent in a letter. They sent us so that, you know, we have Coquitlam finally, you know, getting to the table. You have Surrey there. The challenge that's happened here is Bill 44 was introduced and passed so quickly that cities and their staff and our engineers and planners didn't have a chance to digest it and provide feedback before it was passed. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happens from here. I know there's going to be regulations. This is going to go on for many months. Do you believe you're actually going to have more housing built quickly, quicker, than what the present system does? Well, you know, if you look at the present system and what the challenges are and why housing's not getting built, it's not the approval process in cities. That's unfortunately a significant amount of deflection that's been created by the province and the federal housing minister as well. We have, you know, if you ask Mayor Locke, she's got over 25,000 units approved. We have about eight or 9,000 units approved. Coquitlam has... I think 15,000 units approved. If you went around the region and added it all up, there's so many housing units approved that aren't being built because of a combination of construction costs, shortage of labor, material costs, and financing costs. And that is all at the feet of the federal and provincial government. And and the challenge being that they're not working with us on solving some of those problems. Uh, They're simply passing these legislations and deflecting the issue. Eric, uh, I know you have a busy schedule. I really appreciate you making time for for our show and for our audience. Thank you so much. And, and I really appreciate your interest in this, Jazz. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves. And as I've said, we'll we'll move forward as as required and make the best of it. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you.